my God, what a powerful name it truly is. I pray and I hope that you know that for yourself, that at the name of Jesus, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. But not only that, but you need to know that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. It's a strong tower. The Bible said that the righteous, the righteous, only the righteous, the righteous can run into it and be safe. Thank you for joining us this evening. It's October 13th, 2020, and I'm telling you, I'm feeling the spirit of the Lord. And, you know, we, <laughs> just my God, thank you, Jesus. You know, welcome to uh, Sunday Morning Live, uh, SML, on a Tuesday from Cornerstone Apostolic Church. And this is Pastor Carl Henderson, and we are inside the pages. There's no better place to be than the Word of God. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m. and on Thursdays. On Thursdays, there's Acts of the Holy Ghost. And I'm telling you, you really want to follow along with, but well, you want to follow along with whatever God is saying. But I, I'm just thrilled and, and really enjoying uh, the move of God's Spirit. I'm enjoying His Word. And, you know, we believe the Bible is the Word of God. Therefore, I'm faithful, I'm bold, the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. I want you to know there's no plan A. Uh, there's no plan B. There's only plan A. There's only plan A. And God has the right plan. And so we want to follow his plan. And the only way to follow his plan is line upon line, precept upon precept. Knowing that God, that uh, he said, lo, I come in the volume of the book. It's written about me. It's written all about Jesus, and so that's who we are worshiping. We're going to go into the Word of God, and so uh, I just want you to get your Bibles ready to the 29th chapter of Ezekiel, and then uh, while you're turning there, let's worship a little bit more.
Amen. I, I pray and hope that you feel the same way as I do for Jesus to take your place. Let him sit on the throne of your heart this evening, not just this evening, but every evening. My God bless you, Jesus. I'm really trying to hold myself together here, but at the same time, I'm not. I just want the Lord to be blessed and to just to magnify him, to allow the Lord to have his way. You know, we come to service and the service is about the Lord. You know, yeah, we gather together, but he is the audience. It's all about worshiping him and lifting him up, exalting him above everything, you know, just magnifying the Lord and, you know, allowing him to sit on the throne of our hearts in every name, every other name to be pushed aside. Bless you, Lord God. We're going into the book of Ezekiel, the 29th chapter, and, <coughs> and solicit your prayers this evening as I am praying for you as well. The Bible tells us in the 29th chapter, beginning at the 10th verse, the 10th verse, the 10th verse, it says, Behold, therefore I am against thee. Now we've been in the book of Ezekiel, and for those that have been listening, you know and understand that God has... It started out with Israel, but now there has been a shift. There's been a shift in, in his word, you know, and so God has, has moved and, and moved Ezekiel into another place uh, in, as far as his ministering and the message that he's given. And so he's now speaking to Egypt and uh, Egypt is a type of the world. And I was as I was studying this and listening to uh, listening to the word, reading the word, and listening again, and, and just allowing it to echo in my mind, I began to realize how much so, uh, because the prophecy that the Lord is speaking unto Egypt is so stern, it is so far out there, and so the, the Bible says, uh, again, behold, therefore I am against thee, and against thy rivers, and I will make the land of Egypt utterly waste and desolate, from the tower of sin, even unto the border of Ethiopia. No foot or man shall pass through it, nor foot of beast shall pass through it, neither shall it be inhabited 40 years. And I will make the land of Egypt desolate in the midst of the countries that are desolate and their cities among the cities that are laid waste shall be desolate 40 years and I will gather the Egyptians among the nations and will disperse them uh, through the, the, the countries. Yet thus said the Lord at the end of 40 years will I gather the Egyptians from the people whether they were scattered and I will bring again the captivity of Egypt and will cause uh, them to return into the land of Pathos. Uh, into the land of their habitation and they shall be there a base kingdom. They're going to be at the lowest level. Currently, it, during the time that Ezekiel received this, um, the Egyptian or the uh, Pharaoh and his kingdom was at a peak. Uh, everyone feared Pharaoh, feared the king, his house. Pharaoh means his house and feared him. And so it shall be the beast of the kingdoms, neither uh, shall it exalt itself any more above the nations, for I will diminish them. 
that they shall no more rule over the nations. God's going to bring them down, and we'll see why shortly. And it shall be no more the confidence of the house of Israel. You can underline that. Israel, Israel uh, wanted the Egyptians to be their confidence. Oh, my God. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, just, just if you will, just, just put a marker there. I just want you to look at that, and I'm, I'm ahead of myself here. Now, it, it shall be no more the confidence of Israel. Uh, I, I'm going to read the rest of this. Which bring, bringeth their iniquity to remembrance when they shall look after them, but they shall know that I am the Lord God. And it came to pass in the seven and twentieth year, in the first month, in the first day of the month, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, caused his enemy, uh, his army, to serve a great service against Tyrus. And against uh, every head was made bald and every shoulder peeled, yet had the no wages nor his army for Tyrus for the service that they had served against it. Therefore, thus said the Lord God, behold, I will give the land of Egypt to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and he shall take her multitude and take her spoil and take her prey, and it shall be a wages for his army. And so Nebuchadnezzar was, had went against Tyrus, and, you know, Tyrus, uh, as we studied, was also one that the Lord was very much upset with. And there are some uh, not only naturally, but there are spiritual uh, messages that was given against Tyrus because he uh, not only represented the physical king in nature, but he was also symbolic to that of Satan. And so uh, the, 24, the 20th verse said, I have given, uh, given him the king, the land of Egypt for his labor, wherewith he served against it, because they wrought, me, wrought for me, so thus saith the Lord God. In that day will I cause the horn of the house of Israel to bud forth, and I will bring the uh, the open opening of the mouth in the midst of them, and they shall know that I am the Lord. Now Ezekiel was told that God's patience, in other words, God's patience, his tolerance had reached his limit. Uh, people think God is loving. He is. God is love. God is love. But he's also a mighty consuming fire. And so, uh, which does, can it can devour, but it can also purge us from our sins. You have to make the choice of how you want the fire to be used. And so uh, God, uh, patience, his tolerance had reached a limit. And Israel got in um, and the nations, the nations with their surrounding cities got in trouble because of Israel. They, get, they were in trouble because of Israel. What Israel was doing brought them into trouble as well. So Israel not only was dealing with the captivity, but they were in trouble. And a key to that, as I said earlier, you know, if you look at the verse, it, it says that uh, because Israel, it shall be no more the confidence of the house of Israel. Israel had signed an agreement with the king of Egypt, with Pharaoh, uh, to be a protector. How many of us have went out and signed agreements? And may not, maybe not with ink. You know, you didn't have your, uh, your fine pen there. Uh, but you signed an agreement mentally. You signed an agreement physically. You signed an agreement uh, spiritually uh, for someone or something to be uh, in place of God. 
God is sending a stern message to those that wanted and did take advantage of Israel. Now, people, we, we've seen it, we've heard it, we watched it in the movies, but it, this thing is real where people have actually have success because they made an agreement. You know, you've heard of people sold their soul uh, to the enemy. They made a, a pledge. They've given up and gave in to something else instead of giving in to God. And so uh, Israel had given themselves over. And God is sending a stern message to those that uh, not only took advantage of Israel, uh, Israel allowed them to take advantage of them. Um, and so uh, maybe someone has been used to chasing you for your inconsistency. You know, God will use different situations to get all of our attention. He'll allow our jobs to fold up on us. He'll uh, allow a pestilence to come into the land. He'll allow different things and it's all because he said, look, I want your attention. I want your attention. And God can do this on a low level and he can do it on a national level. He can do it on a global level. But let's be clear. Uh, uh, God, God, uh, this is for those now. Now, uh, this is when I say let's be clear. I want you to know this is for those that are serious about their soul. Some only want a gift from God. Lord, I want you to bless me with a job. I want you to bless me with things. I, I, if I get this position as a uh, this young man one time, I, I want a position. I, I, I must. He must have told God that I start going to church and doing uh, what you want me to do. If I only get this position, well, he didn't get the position, so he stopped going to church. But what about the love that we have for God? Now, God's no fool. God, just like you're not a fool, God's no fool. You know, we're not fooling nobody. Uh, or anything. Some only want a gift from God. And so therefore they have the spirit of give me, 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 give me this, give me that. They're like our children. Mama, 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 uh, and uh, dad, dad, you know, just on and on and on because it's something that they want. And, and so uh, God is aware. He's aware there are those that only want things, not salvation. So when you look around and you see people prospering, they may be getting their just reward for whatever little bit of righteousness they've done. And there's nothing to do with salvation. Now, John 6 and 26 said, Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Seek ye me not because ye saw the miracles, but because ye did eat of the loaves and were filled. You're not following me because you saw the wonderful works of God. You're not following me because you the word has stirred your mind up. You're not following me because there is deliverance. You're not following me because there's healing. You're not following me because demons have been cast out of people. You're not following me because you only follow me because your bellies are full. You only follow me because you you know stacked a few and stacked some cheddar. You you got a little cheese stacked up over there. You know you only follow me because. Because you got that what you were looking for, you know, but it's not about your soul. And God, so God is aware of that. Now, after you have eaten that fish sandwich, after you then, 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 then swallow what you had, it's going to come out and you're going to be empty again. Yep, you're going to poop and it's over and you're going to be looking for more. When you buy that rust bucket, uh, it's new today. It's going to be old tomorrow. Jobs. But uh, you get the job and now you want another one. I, you know, and I want a different one now. I want another. Oh, them folks is mad. And on and on and on. 
The eye is never always wanting something different. Why? Because your soul is not satisfied. The soul is not. There's something that is yearning in the soul. Listen, we become inconsistent. Now, inconsistency is the lack of agreement. It's variance of a fact of a commitment. Our, our facts of commitment are always changing. We tell God that we're going to be faithful. We're going to hold on to his word. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, uh, let sit on this throne, the throne of my heart. And then the next moment we say, get off. We pushing him aside. We elbowing him. We nudging him. Uh, some has even snatched the throne away. And, and so this is what Israel had did. They did the very same thing. And they did it early on, and God was very aware of it. And he was very hurt by it. You, you have to stop and think for a moment. You get hurt. You feel bad. You feel your, your feelings get hurt because someone has uh, done something, you know, told you something wrong, maybe said something that was uh, behind your back, you know, you had trusted them, uh, you know, or, or went a different way. Well, people have done that to the Lord. And without any thought of the fact that he is, he gets hurt. Now, Israel. The Bible says in Hebrews, the third chapter, about the 15th or 19th verse, it said, while it is said today, if you hear his voice today, today, you're hearing his voice right now. I'm, I'm just I'm just a radio. I'm just a speaker. Harden not your heart as in the provocation for some when they heard did provoke Israel provoked God. How be it not all that came out of Egypt by Moses. So there were some. Uh, but the majority had provoked the Lord, but with whom he was grieved 40 years. Was it not with them that had sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness, and to whom swear he that they should not enter his rest, but them that believed not? And so he, when we see that they could not enter in because of what? Unbelief. Because of unbelief. Now, belief is the acceptance that is stated, that is uh, the acceptance of a statement uh, that is considered to be true or something that something that exists. It is trust. It is faith or confidence in something or someone. I'm putting my confidence in someone, and that is the Lord. Now, Israel did not put their confidence in God. Uh, the scripture plainly tells us that they put their confidence in Egypt. And, you know, I, I like the word confidence. I like it. I have confidence in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I, I trust God. And I have confidence in his abilities. He can do it. Now, the challenge here, it is, here we go. The challenge that many face is saying, I have complete confidence in God. Now, I said I have confidence in God. You we have to have complete confidence in him. Mm -hmm. We have to have complete confidence in him. Now, I know and I'm being being real with you is that uh you learn to have confidence. You learn. The Bible said faith comes by hearing and hearing that the word of God. So by listening and hearing the word of God and knowing what God has done for others, then we learn and we build confidence. That's what testimony service is about. It's to talk about what God did. The Lord brought me out. What did he bring you out from? He brought me out of that situation. He brought me out of this situation. I was faced with that and there was no way out and God brought me out. God did it. He did it. And there are millions of testimonies about what God can do. And, and so the great one of the greatest testimonies that we can have right now is to put is to have complete confidence in God. 
The Bible tells us, and listen, uh, when when you go up for prayer or when you're praying, you don't. The Bible didn't say pray for faith. It said have faith, have faith. And so you have to tell your own spirit. You have to speak to yourself and say, I am going to have faith in God. I'm going to have confidence in God. I was listening to a bishop one day. He was testifying. He was talking about uh, that God, he was in a situation. The situation was bad. And the Lord told him to start dancing, just to start praising him. And he was so, he was feeling so low. He was feeling so bad that it was difficult. And I could, and I think all of us can, can relate to that. You know, he said his feet felt like he was wearing cement shoes. Uh, he just could not get, and, but he, he went on and started to push that praise out. Sometimes we have to push, you know, we used to preach and, and talk about push until something happened. You have to push that praise out. You have to push past what is going on? He said after a while, uh, his praise began to get a little louder. After a while, it got a little easier, but it didn't start out that way. And see, he wasn't standing there faking it. He wasn't lying like others. Uh, that'd be, oh, yeah, I just started praising God. And, uh, you know, that's not everybody's testimony. That's not everybody is saying that. And some people that saying it is not telling you the full story. So let's be transparent. Let's tell the full story, you know, and, and so that God can really get the glory. He said that he could not really praise God because the situation was so burdensome. It was so heavy upon him. But as he began to praise God, now he didn't say how did that it happened instantly. He said it was some work and he began to praise God. And after a while, the praise became a little easier and the situation changed and he walked away with the victory. Complete confidence, complete confidence in God. Jesus knew people were struggling to have complete confidence. The Bible said if you in John, the 10th chapter, if I do not the works of my father, then don't believe me. If you know, if you don't see uh, God moving and don't believe me, if I do, uh, though you believe me not, if you're not believing what I'm saying, believe the works, believe what you see. You saw it with your own eyes. You experienced it for yourself. And so therefore you should believe that, believe the works that you may know and believe that God, that the father is in me and I am him. I and my father are one. My godmother, Overson Blanche Irvin preached a message and said, he brought you, he brought you through that to bring you through this. In other words, if God has answered any prayers, if God has delivered you, if God made it happen, then you can and should believe him. Take him at his word. Israel did not take God at his word. The problem of belief goes to the heart, the heart of the matter. That's that's where we have to go. We have to go back into the heart. 
We got to go into the heart of the matter and look at why am I struggling to have complete confidence in God? Why am I making an alliance with somebody else? Uh, somebody, maybe I call them a friend. Uh, you know, I've made an alliance with somebody I've just met. I've made an alliance with, with whomever, whatever, but the alliance is not with God. I went outside of what God is saying. The problem goes to the heart, the heart of the matter. Something has taken us captive. When we find that we're not having confidence in God, when our confidence is not complete, that means that something else has our attention. But listen, the good news is that the key, the key to the, the captivity that has been, the key to it all is hanging right there on the door. You just have to reach up and grab the key and put it in the keyhole, unlock the door and get out of the situation. But I, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, I, I believe it's Tasha Cobb that say break every chain. You know, maybe it's a different. We need to make sure by yielding ourselves unto the Lord giving ourselves wholeheartedly unto him. Now listen, this is what Israel did. About the 14th chapter of Israel, excuse me, of Ezekiel, the Bible said, then came certain of the elders of Israel unto me and sat before me. This is Ezekiel testifying that, that certain came unto him and began to testify, excuse me, began to listen and ask him questions. And the word of the Lord came saying, son of man, these men have set idols. They set up uh, their idols in their heart. And that's, that's what that, mm -hmm. uh, that's why it, 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 there's a problem because we set something else in our heart. Instead of the Lord being in our heart, instead of him setting up on the throne, something else has been placed there. A stumbling block has been placed there. And that stumbling block is because of the sin, because of what has been put there in the place of God. Yet we stumble over, we tripling over it. You know, it's like a, 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 it's like a broken bridge. We can't get to the right connection. We can't get to where God is trying to get us to because of the stumbling block, because of the idol, because of something else that we have placed. And so it became an iniquity. It became sin. They were walking around telling each other that that God don't see me. God don't see what's in my heart. That oh, bless your name, Jesus. Every man of the house of Israel had had set up idols in their heart, and they had put a stumbling block of iniquity in their own face. And yet they had the nerves to go to the prophet. Mm -hmm. People come to church with already with an agenda already in their heart. Instead of the agenda being that I'm going to serve God, I'm going to worship my Lord and Savior. I'm going to lift him up. I'm going to magnify him. I'm going to bring drag down. I'm going to grab every every stronghold, everything that is that is in my imagination that's trying to exalt itself above God. I'm going to bring it down. Yes, that's in your ability to bring it down, to cast it down, to put your foot on it. Uh, we talk about putting our foot on the devil's neck. Put your put your foot on that evil imagination that crossed your mind. Put your foot on that thought that try to exalt itself above God. Grab hold to that thing that is trying to hold you captive and, and spin it away from you. Get it away from you. Bless your Lord God. Israel did not do that, but they took idols and they had it in their heart. 
It was an issue of their heart. They had idols that they were worshiping and things that they were placing before God instead of yielding to him, instead of remembering, instead of remembering what God had did for them. The Lord said, look, repent and turn yourselves from your idols. Turn your faces away from the abomination. But they refused to do it. And so they made that alliance. See, they made that alliance early on. Let's talk a little. Thank you, Jesus. See, seeds get planted. And those seeds, when we come, when we come to the house of God, when, we, when we're listening to the word of God, uh, God is, is digging up the ground. And he's turning over and he's, he's moving stuff. We have to allow him uh, you know, to move and, shift and get those weeds out of us because there are seeds that are, are picked up. There are seeds that the enemy have planted. And, and, it, and over years and over time, those seeds, begin to grow and they need to be pulled up and God is an expert he knows just how to do it he knows just how to do it and so the children of Israel they didn't allow it they didn't allow God to and so when they came out of Egypt they brought with them idols God said don't bring that stuff with you but they brought it with them anyhow and they passed it down from generation they passed they begin to pass down the ideal ideal. Listen, listen, some, some, uh, we need to understand this and, and is that our, our parents, maybe your parent was not saved and maybe they were, maybe they did go to church and, but yet there was something in them that was not dealt with. And as they lived their lives before you, you saw it, you picked up on it. You thought it was all right. And God is saying, no, that's not all right. I, I'm, I'm not with that. The preacher gets up and preaches the message. They still hold on to it. And they, they even make excuses at home. You know, well, I'm just not like that. This is the way I am. This is where I always listen. If the word of God is saying, don't be like that, then we cannot be like that. We have to change. The only people that are going to be in the heavenly places, the only people that are going to be ushered into the kingdom of God is those that are diligently guarding their heart. Those that are diligently serving the Lord, that we are denouncing and, and, and taking those things that they brought out of Egypt and said, no, 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 that, that can't reside here. It can't reside here. It, it's got to go. It's got to go so that I don't have any issues in my heart because those issues show up at the most inopportune time. Those things show up and it becomes a struggle. God is saying, walk through the door. The door is unlocked. If Peter and John, when they were in jail, if they did not, if they would have relied, because they had some issues. If they would have followed the issues that they were dealing with, they would have still been sitting there in a jail cell. But when God speaks and says, get up and go, then it's time to get up. And do what? Go. It was an issue in the heart. They allowed their enemy to take advantage of them. The issues in the heart causes disbelief in God. It causes disbelief in his word. And it causes disbelief in the ability that God has given you. It creates low self-esteem, distrust in God's plan. And it opens a door uh, for the enemy to come in and hold you captive. Instead of running, you go along with the crowd. 
instead of separating yourself. Allow influences to take control and eventually it dictates the end result, which is not what you signed up for. At least that's what you thought. Now, I want you to know this evening, this is the time. Now God is dealing with your enemy. Israel, God is dealing with your enemy. He has the enemy in his scope. He has them, uh, with, uh, you know, uh, right in view. There's no place for the enemy to run, no place for the enemy to escape. He's dealing with them. And so it's, it's the opportunity for us. It's the opportunity to make the change. The change to do what? To be consistent. Therefore, my beloved brother, be steadfast. Be unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain. Consistent, steadfast, consistent, unmovable, steadfast, always abound with the Lord. Know ye not. Uh, listen. You cannot be right with the Lord and treat everyone like crap. You see yourself and your neighbor daily. We have to treat yourself, starting with you and neighbors, as you would treat the Lord. And that's with fairness and righteousness. Confidence, consistency works hand in hand and as a team. We have to flip this. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is what we need to flip. Can God have confidence in you? Now, we've been talking about uh, us having confidence in God. Can God have confidence in you? Can he have confidence in you? The answer to that should be yes. Lord asked you to do something, and yes, Lord, yes. Now, let me tell you, God does have confidence in his people. Yes, he does, he does. Confidence is something that is uh, that we prove by being obedient. The Bible tells us in Ezekiel, the 14th chapter, though these men, Noah, Daniel, and Job were, it, were in it, if they were in that captivity, they should deliver but their own souls for their righteousness. If I cause a, a, a noisome beast to pass through the land and spoil it, it becomes desolate or, you know, anything was to happen, they, nobody could deliver Noah, Daniel, and Job. Why? Because they proved themselves to be righteous. These men, just like you and I, proved them, they stayed, they became, they were consistent. And you can't tell me that Noah wasn't impacted emotionally by what he was seeing going on, the sin and the flood, that only eight souls were saved. You can't tell me that Daniel was not impacted being taken captive as a little boy and having to learn the culture of the Chaldeans, plus hold on to his own culture through that time. Job, who lost everything, Job and his wife lost everything. And he said, though he slay me, Yet will I trust in him. I have confidence in God. Listen, we can put our confidence in God. That's where it belongs. Our confidence belong in God. This, this, this foolishness that we put up with and do with having pity parties. I'm not saying that things may not hurt. Things may not impact you. I'm saying that at the same time, as though he slay me. I might be dealing with something as long. Listen, whether it's something I did and I deserve to be chasing like Israel or something that I'm doing that's right and God has commended, he's recommended, have you considered my servant? 
It doesn't mean, the Bible said that Job did not sin with his mouth. He didn't start complaining and, and falsely accusing God. His heart stayed in the right place. He had confidence in God. He had so much confidence in God that the Lord visited him and said, shall mortal man be more righteous than God? We can have confidence in our Lord and Savior. You may not be like, you may not be Job, but you don't have to be less than that either. That whoever, whatever, your name, you put it there. I'm going to have complete confidence in God. You have to start telling yourself. You have to usher that into your spirit. I'm going to have confidence in God. I didn't just start having faith in God. I had to work at that. I had to really keep telling myself to have faith. I have to look at the situation and say, I'm going to believe God. When no one else believed it, when no one else listened, when others say, well, why are you, why do you believe God so much? And, you know, and, and I don't see it. I need to see it. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. You don't see it. You don't have to see it, but you can believe God. Whatever you're going to believe God for, don't let nobody take your confidence and don't make an alliance with anyone else. Don't make an alliance. Don't do like Israel did. They made an alliance with Egypt and Egypt seized the moment and said, you know what? I'm going to take this as an opportunity to, to rattle their cage and to get from them what I want from them. Bless you, Jesus. Mighty God, I pray that something has been said that encouraged your heart. I pray that that the word of God, matter of fact, let's just have a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and your grace. We thank you for your mercy, Lord God, and we know that there are issues in our hearts, and we confess, Lord God, Lord Jesus, so that your righteousness is exalted. Lord God, we confess that so that you're that you can bless us, Lord God. Lord Jesus, we you've been so patient with us, Lord. And we just honor you and thank you tonight, Lord God. And we pray and ask that you will continue to strengthen us, lift us up, Lord God, fortify us through your word, through prayer and fasting, O oh Lord God, in Jesus' mighty name. Lord God, we pray if there's any sick among us, Lord God, that you will heal them. Lord God, those that are weak in spirit right now, we pray for their strength, Lord God. And we'll continue to bless you and to exalt your name above every name, Lord. Lord, we're not going to have any more idols or anything in our heart that takes your place, Lord. Lord Jesus, we want you on the throne, the throne of our hearts, Lord. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Listen, if you haven't dedicated your life unto the Lord, I want to encourage you, to, if you or even to rededicate your life to him. Just, you know, he's the winning team. He's the winning team. I want you to know that uh, I appreciate each of you, love you, and I want you to know that the songs, also the songs, are songstress. My daughter, Sharice uh, Henderson, Sister Henderson, and those that are in their respective uh, places, the artists and producers, that the music that you hear is the property of, of their uh, ministry, and so want to support other ministries as well. Uh, music ministry, be sure, you know, to to support them, Google names and, and just be a blessing to someone else. And if you've been blessed and encouraged by this ministry, share SML with someone else. Just tell them to go to iHeartRadio, type in SML uh, and look for Inside the Pages with Pastor Carl Henderson or uh, Podbean or 
uh, Spotify, you know, Google it and you'll find us. You know, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church at, at 524 East Pasadena Street. And I hope to see you here or to see you there. Until then, be blessed. Tell somebody you love them. Tell somebody that you know, Jesus saved. Just bless the Lord and, and bless them. Be a blessing to someone. Just bless somebody. Just bless somebody as the Lord has blessed you. Amen.